You're listening to MedEx, the Medical Extrusion Podcast, presented by U.S. Extruders. Extrude with confidence, custom extrusion equipment designed for you and your application. Welcome back to the MedEx Podcast. Today's guest is Basker Logudi, Business Manager for High Performance Medical Polymers at Evonik Corporation. Evonik is one of the world's leading specialty chemical companies, and their portfolio includes the Vestamid series of nylon 12 and PIVA materials that are used for extruding medical tubing and minimally invasive catheters and balloons. The focus of our discussion today is related to co-extrusion and reflow of Evonik's Vistamed bondable PIBA directly to Daikin's EFEP fluoropolymer for creating two-layer structures with a lubricious inner layer and a bondable outer layer. Before we get started, I'd like to give our listeners an overview of thermal bonding of similar and dissimilar materials. And when I say similar and dissimilar, I'm talking about similar chemistries. So the first one is the direct bonding of similar materials. Perfect example is PIBA. PIBA is a copolymer with a nylon 12 hard segment. So PIBA will co-extrude very well with nylon 12. You, you see some of these co-extrusions used in balloon applications. Another example is medium density co-extruded with low density polyethylene very similar chemistries. An example of the co-extrusion of dissimilar materials is a PTCA catheter. Now this is a common trilayer structure used in med tech with a high density polyethylene inner layer for lubricity and a PBAX or sometimes nylon 12 outer layer. And because these two materials are dissimilar, it requires a adhesive layer very thin, maybe a thousandth of an inch wall thickness uh, layer of Plexar, for instance. So this is an example of dissimilar materials. Now, fluoropolymers are very difficult to bond with because they have extremely low surface energies. So anytime you're going to bond a, a polymer to a fluoropolymer, it requires an extra step, whether it's inline or offline, meaning it requires chemical etching or plasma etching to activate the surface so that you could bond other materials such as a PBAX or nylon 12 or maybe even a polyurethane to it. So I just wanted to give you that quick overview as we start our conversation about co-extrusion. Basker, I'll take the liberty to provide some information about Daikin's Neoflon RP5101 EFEP, which is a copolymer that was developed for extruding thin wall tubing. Although it's not a fully fluorinated fluoropolymer like PTFE, FEP, or PFA, it has similar mechanical properties as other fluoropolymers, such as a low coefficient of friction, chemical resistance, and very good barrier properties. With the additional benefit in this case that it can be bonded thermally with other materials without an adhesive layer or chemical etching. It is a fluoropolymer, like I said, and it does require uh, on the extruder special construction, high nickel content uh, to avoid corrosion. Basker, thanks for taking the time to come on the MedEx podcast today. Well, thank you, Steve, for uh, having me on your podcast. And uh, thanks for this great opportunity to present a very unique, one-of-a-kind 
technology for um, the world of catheters and uh, medical device industry in general. So thank you. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really excited about this conversation, of course, just because it's related to extrusion and medical device and catheters. I gave a background of the, the difference between co-extruding or bonding similar materials, dissimilar materials, and a little bit of background on Daikin's RP5101, their EFEP. Um, so now that we have that background behind us, if you can share with us, Basker, the work that Ebonic has done to develop this modified PIBA that will bond directly to the Daikin EFEP, either during co-extrusion or uh, reflow. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Steve, historically, if you look at the construction of the catheters, multilayer catheters, uh, whether it's uh, PTC angioplasty or guidewire catheters, you have fluoropolymers on the inside for lubricity, and then you have uh, vestimate care PBAS on the outside for flexibility and kink resistance. Now, because those two chemistries are very dissimilar, uh, they're not compatible to each other. Uh, the, the process that's been used in the last 15 to 20 years involves multiple steps, six to seven steps, actually. There is chemical etching involved. There is mechanical etching involved. Uh, there's usage of expensive adhesives. And uh, it, it's time consuming. Uh, it requires a lot of resources. And, uh, and it's, uh, it, it costs uh, energy. There is the energy cost there, too. So what we have done, what Ebonic has done is, uh, because the industry has been looking for um, a technology that can simplify the whole process. And how do we convert from multiple steps into a very simple process to make much clearer catheters? Uh, industry has been looking for it, and Ebonic has been working on this for at least five years, and we didn't succeed in the beginning. You know, We went through a couple of uh, uh, versions, did not succeed because those two products, fluoropolymers and Vestimate Care PIBA, the two separate chemistries. Now, uh, we have finally succeeded. Uh, we actually went back to uh, chemistry level. So we had to do the modifications to the chemistry level. So the new bondable vestimate care can be extruded directly on top of fluoropolymers, um, something like Daikin EFEP, you know, let's say RP5101 rate in one step. Uh, you don't require... Uh, adhesives, you don't require any uh, surface treatment, and uh, it, it, it reduces the amount of resources and the cost. So uh, the technology is being tested, it's being commercialized now, and we are very proud of uh, the bondable vestimate care products for the uh, multilayer catheters. Excellent. Basker, when you look at minimally invasive catheters or delivery systems, Typically, you have the the stiff or harder durometer polymer on the proximal end and the soft, lower durometer material on the distal end, maybe from 72D down to 25, 35, 40. Talk to us a little bit about the, the durometer ranges that are available. Yeah, so our offering in the uh, the bondable um, category is anywhere from 40 sure D up to a 71 sure D. Uh, today, we have standard vestimate care products like ME40, ME55, ME62, and ME71. Those are standard vestimate care products that's been used for 20 plus years. We have kind of replicated the same hardness in the bondable category too. So we have ME40B, B is for bondable, 
ME55B, uh, ME62B, and ME71B. So just to answer your question, we have hardness levels from 40 show D up to a 71 show D that can be used in um, drug straight catheters or, or complex catheters. Okay, excellent. Basker, when you're co-extruding similar or dissimilar materials, two of the factors that will, will guide us to success in a multi-layer structure are the processing temperatures, right? They need to be similar. We think of fluoropolymers being high temperature. And if the temperature of the fluoropolymer is too high, it'll burn the, the, the bondable material. And the other factor is really important is viscosity, the viscosity levels of both materials. Uh, viscosity, function of temperature and shear. And if we're going through two materials, flow paths through a coax die head, and if the velocities are different because of a mismatch in viscosity, you'll have interlayer instabilities and poor quality. So yep. what can you share about, you know, these very important temperatures in the viscosity levels that are needed uh, for success? Yeah, that's a great question, Steve. We actually took that into consideration when we developed this product. Um, if you look at uh, Vestimate Care PBAS, it's based on lower lactam. Um, which is the hard segment, and a co-monomer, which gives uh, uh, the softer side of it. It acts as a soft segment. We uh, used similar structure. We did not move away from our standard vestiment care chemistry, but we made that bondable to the fluoropolymers. So when it comes to processing, when it comes to extrusion machines, and when it comes to the process conditions, you don't have to change anything. The viscosity of the product, uh, the physical attributes of the product, the mechanical properties of bondable vestimate are very similar to the original vestimate care products. So uh, you can use the same machines, same process conditions. And uh, uh, the, the co-monomer that we use in our vestimate care products in general, um, it provides a lot of guts. Uh, um, fluoropolymers are processed at very high temperatures. You know, they melt around 195 to 200 degrees Celsius. They're processed around 275 to 290 degrees Celsius. So um, the Vestimate Care PBAS, they use, uh, you have to make sure they don't degrade and you have to make sure they don't disintegrate. And that's what a Vestimate Care product does. Uh, it has a lot of guts built in and uh, we don't have to worry about any effect on high temperature polymers like fluoropolymers on the viscosity and the properties of not just the bondable vestiment care, but also the original vestiment care products. So nothing is changing there. Okay, very good. Um, I know that you have some interesting data to share on the peel strength of the, the two materials that are bonded together during co-extrusion. So I'll let you talk a little bit about that and I'll, I'll share this slide that you provided, very interesting. Yeah, um, thanks for uh, presenting this information. So. We actually produced catheters at our uh, Allentown Medical Center of Excellence. You know, we have dedicated extruders to uh, make the products, not just for R&D purposes, but also some advanced um, design purposes as well. Now, if you look at uh, the data here, the curve here, on the left side, you have ME55B, and on the right side, ME40B. So we took a couple of grades. Um, the, the black flat line, that's for non-bondable version. 
And then the purple line, the spike you see, that's for the bondable version. I mean, you can see the bonding strength or the peel strength of the bondable vestment care is 78 times compared to the standard uh, PIVA products. Now, we have made a lot of catheters, and we also had uh, a very big global medical device company came to our site. I don't want to mention the name, but uh, we ran a lot of trials one full day, and they were super impressed with the bonding strength of the product and the quality of the catheters, multi-layer catheters. We were trying to separate them uh, manually with bare hands. You can't separate them. You need to have some kind of instant machine to separate those two layers. That's how good the bonding strength is because it's done at a, at a chemistry level. There is no um, expensive adhesives. There is no um, you know, treatment applied. It's one-step co-extrusion, uh, bondable vestimate care on top of fluoropolymers, the EFEP, Daikin, RP5101. And that's the result you see. I mean, these are actually uh, real test data for 40B and 55B. And you would see something similar like this for ME62B and ME71B. Okay, excellent. <clears throat> um, that's really good data. You know, in a, in a composite catheter shaft, there's usually a, a reinforcement in between the lubricious inner layer and the outer bondable layer, soft layer, whether it be a coil, a braid reinforcement, more and more hypotubes are used today. Yep. Um, in addition to co-extrusion, this these this data here on the the um, the peel strength is incredible. Have you also tried to to laminate or reflow these two materials together? Yeah, so we have done some work uh, with the reflow as well, and uh, we're able to make high quality catheters, excellent bonding strength, and. Um, uh, we are actually working on making uh, thinner layers now. Um, you know how to reduce because real estate is very important when it comes to catheters. And uh, when it comes to dimension, we have tried different dimensions, different thickness level, and we are always constantly looking to improve the the processability of the product and uh, even uh, the thickness of the material. So uh, to answer the question, yes, we have done some work on that. Okay. Just uh, to continue what you talked about, needing more real estate, right? You were at the MPP East in November, and one of the highlights of the catheter panel was, you know, profile is king. Wall yeah. thickness is king because we need more real estate inside the inner lumen for wires, devices, drugs, fluids. Um, what can you share about so far to this point, some of the samples that you made, the size and the wall thickness in particular? Yeah, yeah. So, so we're, we're a little bit spoiled uh, uh, in the category. Um, so we have a dedicated medical extruder for bondable vestimates and even standard vestimate care products. Um, we have been able to make uh, different diameter ID and ODs. I would say, if you want me to give you a range, I would say an OD of 2.4 um, mm and an ID of 2.2 mm. When it comes to the thickness of the product. Uh, anywhere from 50 microns and 100 microns. Uh, like I said before, we're actually working to make, uh, uh, trying to fine tune the process to make it uh, a thinner, um, you know, layer of addition. So we're looking into 25, 30 microns as well. Okay. Yeah, I think actually that the inner EFEP layer is the one that you really need to to thin up, right? <laughs> yeah, and so there's, there's a very good uh, picture up over there. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see the actual products we made from our dedicated extruder, ME40B, all the way up to ME71B. That's 40 hardness, 55 shorty hardness, 62 and 71 shorty hardness. On, on the right, so the top right, uh, that's the actual separation. You can see uh, using an install machine, you just can't separate them with bare hands. You have to use a machine to separate them. And at the bottom, you'll see the, the two faces, uh, the Daikin RP5101 EFEP and uh, the Vestamid Care ME be bondable grades. Those are the two uh, the faces. I mean, you can see the adhesion mm. uh, at a chemistry level there. Yeah. Well, good product. Good tubes. Good job. Um, I see there's images here. So are there samples that are, if somebody's interested further, can can you send samples if somebody's interested in that? Yeah. So the, so the product is commercial. Um, if uh, anyone is interested in uh, quantities to uh, test the product, you know, run some tests and trials, uh, please contact us. And we have um, resin products, ME40B, ME55B, ME62B. And we also have some catheter samples we have made uh, on our extruder. So if you want some catheters for show and tell, you know, we have them too. Okay, great. Um, I assume that the bondable grade of the, the Vistamed PIBA is similar in biocompatibility and ster- uh, sterilization. Absolutely. Um, it's medical application. These products were designed and commercialized for medical applications. Temporary contact, uh, less than 30 days in vivo application. So all of our care brand products, Vestimate Care and Bondable Vestimate Care, uh, they have USB Class 6 clearance. Uh, they have, uh, from a biocompatibility standpoint, they have ISO 10993 clearances as well and FDA. So any products we supply into medical applications we make sure we get we have all the right clearances and um, yeah so we have uh, the regulatory approvals and also from a sterilization standpoint whatever techniques being used right now for vestimate care the same techniques can be used for bondable vestimate care so um, steam sterilization mm-hmm. eto gamma i mean you name it the same techniques can be used for sterilization okay Baskar, that the speaking of the Vestamid series, you know the ML twenty one, the nylon twelve is very popular in minimally invasive devices yes. and in extrusion for balloons, and also for the the we talked about the proximal end of a catheter shaft. And I know it's not listed yet, but has there been any work, or is there, are there any plans to make a bondable ML twenty one? The same uh, chemistry modification can be done for the nylon 12 products, the ML21, ML24. Um, so we have some ongoing discussions on that. Right now, uh, in the past few years, our focus has been on the elastomer part, which is the PIBA. So that's why we came up with uh, MEB grades. Uh, mm-hmm. So the next focus will be on the ML grades. So yes, uh, so we have some ongoing activities on that. Okay, good. I think people would be interested in that. If, Basker, if I put my extrusion cap on, which it's always on, thinking of the future and extrusion technologies related to this, this the structure of the EFEP and the, the bondable PIBA, you know, one of the the, the gold standards in, in medical extrusion, it's variable durometer extrusion, where yes. on the fly, you're changing the durometers, you know, let's say 70D to, to 40D, for instance. Yep. And I envision in an application like this, using these two materials that you could co-extrude the inner 
EFEP at a constant wall thickness, and then vary the outside jacket PIBA from, for instance, 71D to, to 40D. I don't think that's been done before, but um, there's a lot of smart extrusion folks out there, and I think the wheels might be spinning in their um, avenue as well, maybe to think of something like that. I think that would be a very applicable and uh, unique design to be able to to, to co-extrude those materials in that way in a variable durometer fashion. Yeah, um, it's the Vestamid Care product is a very versatile product. It's it's flexible. It's got kink resistance. The backbone chemically of the Vestamid Care bonding bonding version is not very different from the Vestamid Care product. And so, whatever technology is being used right now, um, when it comes to making a catheter that varies in the hardness level, going from a nylon twelve. Let's say nylon twelve is typically in the seventy-five shoddy range, and making it softer and softer towards the distal end, you mm -hmm. know, sixty-two, fifty-five, forty. Whatever techniques are being used right now, same can be used for bonding grades of estimate care. Um, so we're very proud of this technology. Um, same machines can be used, same process conditions can be used. Uh, so you're not changing much. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the chemistry modification was done mainly for. The floral polymers you know, are adhesion with floral polymers, I should say. Okay. Well, very interesting. I think this is a winner, and I think people will find that as well if, if it's if it's used more often and people try it out, especially in the early stage. And that's why I was asking about maybe samples and things like that. And it sounds like you have that covered as well. So very good. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, we, have, uh, we have resin samples, we have catheter samples. So please do let us know uh, if uh, anyone is interested. Um, products are commercial and um, like I mentioned before, uh, a very major global company has already tested this. They love the product, and we're actually planning on doing some more trials with them. Uh, thinner version of the catheters, so we're, we're pretty excited. Uh, this is going to make a huge impact in the uh, multi-layer catheter industry. And Absolutely. Looking forward to uh, you know what else is out there. Excellent. Well, hey, Basker, thanks so much for sharing that the, the, the experience and, and the work that you've done so far. And I think there's a bright future, future with this uh, combination. So good luck. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Thanks for having me on the podcast. And uh, thanks for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to MedEx, the medical extrusion podcast presented by U.S. Extruders. Please subscribe to make sure you're getting the latest episodes. For video episodes, go to us-extruders.com forward slash podcasts. All links are available in the show notes.